0: I wanna be a rich bitch. Penthouse door man, money, 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 money rich bitch. Hey! Gimme that back. Rich bitch. Yes. You're so rich.
1: Uh, yes, she's beauty. She's Grace. She's Miss United States.
0: It's how we do. It's, it's how, we how we do.
1: How we start the day. You know, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling very like radio announcer today. Like I just me woke too. up and I feel it's like it's like this is my ASMR version of me.
1: Yeah, it's like, this is me sipping coffee.
0: Right, like... (laughs) We're disgusting. (laughs)
1: No, that's beautiful. ASMR, how dare no,
0: AS, you? ASMR creeps me out. It's, I'm not the person that has the thing that yeah. Does so ASMR I have the things.
1: thing. So I have the thing. So you know, this is getting two vantage points, you know, and this is why we're here. We do the hard-hitting shit. Right.
0: <laughs> Audio sensor real question. Audio
1: <laughs> meridian response, how to be a rich bitch while also having ASMR and not ASMR. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, oh my god. I'm yeah. ASMR free.
1: I'm your ASMR redacted. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am I'm ASMR, baby, all the way. She's a pirate for it. Um, ASMR. 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 Yeah. I, dude, you know what's so funny about all that is that I didn't even know what the hell that was. Thank God for like, is it YouTube? Well, you're like, okay, let's talk about the TikTok thing because there's a lot of things I have to say about TikTok. A lot of things come out.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. I th- This is this is gonna be some fire because I have some things to say too. Yeah, obviously. dude. And it it's like my whole life is centered around TikTok right yeah, now. I know,
1: and I'm and this is upsetting to mm. me, but especially it has to be upsetting to you because that is you on the gig. <laughs> you get in the gig. On, I'm on, on the, the gig. Yeah, this is,
0: this is what I do on the tickety talk. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, yeah. When I was like in um, what's it called um, like middle school, and I would see the teacher with the chalkboard, and he would just be like you know, writing on the board and the way his hand moved and the way things were going, my brain would just like tingle all over. And I was like, am I okay? (laughs) Am I just like, am Am I
0: I having a stroke?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I felt so relaxed and I was like, weird. Like I'm very essential person anyway, but like to have like, just like things happening around me, just trigger things in my brain. I just never knew what that freaking meant. And I was like, maybe I'm just one of those people that's just like easily hypnotized. Uh, or if I, you know, and that's actually really true. I've been hypnotized, but I have to say it's okay. If I don't want to be hypnotized, you're going to hypnotize me. But if I'm yeah. in, the girl's gone. She's you got her. She's no, got it. You got the no, back. I, mean, I,
0: I do remember like teachers writing things on chalkboards in high school or whatever. And like being like, ugh. And okay, I don't so know, you're like. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't feel like I've experienced that in adulthood. Maybe that was just specifically chalk and chalkboards.
1: Well, a chalky, uh not the heart but just like the right like gentle, just the, the writing yeah and like the the or, or writing on the um oh I don't know writing on the uh, laminate thingy that that would like project the shit what's oh it yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the when they would write thing.
1: that and I would just be like whoa satisfied was, like, yeah. yeah I was like satisfied
0: it was not so, satisfying for me yeah I did so
1: not love that okay well here we go so uh, so but th- but thank god years later you know I felt seen you know uh, because
0: thanks to the Gen Zers Thanks to the
1: Gen Zers and Cardi B for literally not only saying that she listens to it every night and her uh, her boo boo thinks she's crazy for it but that she did it herself and she did it immaculately she is a a beacon of light and hope and I think Cardi I, B I is our next her. president so
0: I just love her. Any Anyone who's willing to say or do whatever the fuck they're thinking... Is she
1: like, says all the right things. It's my, she, like
0: hero status.
1: She's like, y'all, girls, get your pussies checked. They're taking away our rights. Get your pussies checked. Like, I love her. Like, she's always like, don't go to this state if you're a woman because shit yeah. will go down. Well, she's I mean, so I keep, good.
0: I keep thinking about that as all this, like, new legislation passes, not that I want to turn this into a Ugh, little, like
1: No, we have to though. Political Life is platform, crazy. But it's
0: important to talk about. It. And like I just think like Tennessee and yeah. Florida and Texas, like are people leaving those states in droves like I would no. be. They're I'd not. Like, I'd be like, bye. I can't do this. Like, I already don't feel safe, and I'm in New York City. Like, that's... And yeah, like, that's, that's freaking crazy. Crazy, you know? I mean, it's just... It just very much feels, you know, like we've hit the repeat button on the 1930s and, we like, have like, careening into disaster.
1: We already were with, um, you know, police brutality. We already had never gone forward, so it was just like... And then now to have, you know, Roe v. Wade be repealed last year, and the fact that all of us women weren't out in the streets, burning cars, it says a lot because I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in an acting class and I'm working with um, a partner from France and he's really funny and amazing, but they're, they're, they're they're, going through it. They're going through it right now with the trash and the, in the, in the revolting it's all, but, but I admire them because when the MTA goes up a dollar, but the MTA just gets, keeps getting worse in France. If the MTA went up a dollar, they'd be flipping cars right now. Well, know? and
0: that's and that's the thing too like i i don't really watch news my sources of information are typically social media because yeah. i feel like news tends to be very skewed in either direction yeah. and yeah. i'm not here i'm not here for it but like you know th- there's been a lot of commentary on the france situation where we are not seeing it on our news because they're afraid that if we see it and it works that like we're going to try it
1: <laughs> yeah well i think i think we're also and very we conv- should. <laughs> yeah, we should. I mean, i think the problem is is like i'm not saying we need to distract destruct and loot and do all that fun shit. Although no,
0: but although, being heard and being visible and loud.
1: Yes, being visible, being loud, being aware that like there's an entire there are I, if I look at the Planned Parenthood website or any website whatsoever about women's rights in America, okay. there's like 11 states where I'll have more prison time than the dude who, you know, assaulted me if I get an abortion, you know, from that thing. Like, that's yeah, real.
0: It's, it's so backwards.
1: It's scary. And, um, I, I just don't really get it. I don't really get why. That's the focus. Um I do and I I have a lot of theories. Um well, but it's, I mean
0: it's it's hard to talk about why without sounding like a crazy conspiracy theory right. person. But it's well, like it really kind of is like the writing is is becoming more on the wall. Right. And I think this will kind of bleed nicely into the TikTok conversation too because yes. like because the reason why I think we're coming to this point is because this country so far has just been like a farm and a factory for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, people come here to make their make their bag and get the rich, get the yeah. monies, and go back to where they came from. Yeah, and I can't fault them for that. I mean, good, do do it, like yeah, you know, take that opportunity. But it it's you know, and again, without trying to sound like a, a crazy conspiracy theory person, it just very much looks like. You know, they're controlling women's bodies and their choices so that they have to have children so that they have to create a new workforce for the next generation so that the billionaires and CEOs who are in charge of everything can just have more people working for them.
1: I could see that. I also could see they just want to keep a bitch down. Like the other, you know right. what I mean? I mean they want to like keep it's, the it's others down. Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's handmaids tail. And
0: I I like you and know, the gays. I, I... They
1: want to keep the gays down and they want to well, they've always drag queen. To keep the well, of course, down. yeah. Well, women and gays. I mean, they've always wanted to keep both. I mean, to be honest, like throughout the history community, who really. who doesn't want to everybody seems to want to keep half the population down. And then also the gays, also anyone who's not of the status quo, typical white dude. You know, it just seems yeah. like the it just seems like that's kind of always no, been it's hardest. True. And yeah. and
0: again, like like tying this into the TikTok conversation, yeah. What's what I think is really funny is that TikTok started out as like the lip sync dance app that everyone was like, I don't want to do that. It's for the young people, and it's turned into this like massive search engine and communication device, which is incredible. Yeah. But yeah. like you know, we wouldn't have known what was going on in France without tiktok we wouldn't have known what was going on in iran without tiktok we wouldn't have known what was going on in ohio mm. without tiktok you know like and that threatens the bottom line evidently because there's now legislation that's being breathtakingly quickly swept through
1: yeah
0: um to the president who for some reason supports it and i just feel like if you ever want to get reelected ever again you will not pass this like mm. and, and that goes for anyone that's not just him that's not just the pres the pres guy you know, like well,
1: I know, oh, yeah, please, I know a little bit more. Yeah, I know a little bit more. So I'm kind of on the other side of it. It's not that I think TikTok should be banned. I just think there's a lot of there's got to be a lot of changes in the system of it all. So it is a Chinese company, which we know it was, it's it's, it's that's where it's from. Um the way that it works, and this is the only reason I know this is because my family's that's in the military. And then I talked to somebody in, in Canada whose family is in the military there. Um, and the reason government officials in Canada have to erase it, that's why government officials in America have to erase it, because there's a clause that any type of um, uh, company, uh, something that originates out of, you know, the People's Republic of China, if you, and this is not me being anti-Chinese, it's like the, the government of China is is messy, which we all know, but it's not, it, it's not China itself. I think everybody, I, I feel for every citizen there, Um but yeah, so the way that the government works over there is that um, let's just say there's, a, there's an app that originates there. They can keep mining our information and they can keep taking information from us, not just from that app, but from all the apps that we have on our phone. Um, and then they have to report it to the Chinese government, whereas like in America and a lot of other democracies, there's a there's a you have to have a warrant to even look at certain things. You have to have a certain things to do that. So the reason a lot of this is happening in an expedited thing is because a lot of things have come out, and 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 by U.S. investigation and other uh, democratic countries investigating that um, it definitely takes not just a lot of in your information, like who cares if you have my sing song stuff, but also takes all my secret, like my my bank stuff, my information that's coming from other places, um, my text messages, da da da, and like there is a certain law, it's how it is in China where. They have to, if you're a Chinese company and you're mining data from all over the world, you're, you can just give it to that government to, to use in any way possible in any, which way you feel. And they can also have plausible deniability at the same time. So they can say, I'm not doing that, but I'm like literally going to do it. Like no matter what, this is what my company can do.
0: So- but i I, I kind of would love to expand on that commentary because yeah. I don't see how that's different than what Facebook is doing or what yeah. Google is doing. and And, you know, I mean,
1: I think it's they're just yeah. acting differently because it's a foreign.
0: Yeah, but like, but like Twitter's owned by a South African guy and Fox News and all media is owned by Rupert Murdoch, who's an Australian man. So like, it's not the foreign entity thing. Yeah, it's 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 the accessibility thing. And I refuse to believe that because they have our data, which is available online anyway, Mm -hmm. you could buy from literally anyone. Hello, Cambridge Analytica scandal. Like there's like that whole conversation about data mining is not true I mean it's mm. probably true that they're doing it but it's not like they didn't have that information anyway they're not yeah. the first app to do that Facebook and Google are linked you know how many times have you been and Instagram. trying to yeah. an Instagram right yeah. like how many times have you logged into something it's like log in with Facebook or log in with your phone number mm-hmm. and like if you've paid for ads on any of those platforms they have your credit card information like right Like, I just fail to see the difference. And it just feels like because this app is outdoing Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Mm -hmm. etc. And because it's owned by, it happens to be owned by a foreign entity, it is negating the fact that the other apps who are owned by foreign entities or who have actually acted nefariously in the past Mm -hmm. are somehow okay. Mm. You know, it's, it's because the people have been able to democratize communication across yeah. nations and realize like we ain't shit and like it's making us look bad and so mm. the american the american pr machine sure is, is like upset and so i get the data mining thing sure fine but like they already have it so yeah
1: and so it, like this it, yeah. is a
0: first this what this comes down to then is a first amendment violation
1: yeah i agree that um people should have free and and you know access to all the things it's just in china they don't But they do have access to this, and they do have access to particular things. Um, But this is the only thing that's like global has crossed the line between countries that are repressive, countries that aren't. Well, we're all I think they're all repressive, but countries that are historically and honestly governmentally uh, repressive, uh, utilizing that, Um, and that's why I think there's been it was it was like months ago. I mean, a year ago, even uh, all the military had to like take it off specifically because they saw. Examples of of getting information from military people through the app into their emails into their whatever um, right and that
0: makes sense because that they makes work sense for because the they're government.
1: literally military so I right. totally but get like, that but, but yeah. like
0: civilians like yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. No one I think in China has to be a gives way to... an
0: actual shit about what my data is. Like it's like who cares? Yeah. It's sitting in a pile somewhere, but it's also sitting in a pile at Facebook and Microsoft and Google and like and yeah. name any platform that we've all used. Yeah, you know, and I just I just think it's such a dumb. And what what is also going to be horrible about this. Is people who are making a living off mm-hmm. of TikTok and mm-hmm. people who are are paying bills mm-hmm. off of TikTok, you know, like then what happens to them, you know, True. Like, or, yeah. or is this a larger conversation of forcing people back into the traditional workforce mm. because, you know, like, and then this is where we kind of like land into like weird conspiracy theory, yeah. John, John D. Rockefeller land um you know which i am happy to talk about but i just think like especially for creatives you know yeah. like people people who are in a creative field who are using tiktok to you know, tell stories and monetize their thing and be able to make that part of their sales funnel, which is who I talk to every day for the most part. Yeah. And a lot of the consulting work that I do and like brand work that I do has to do with people predominantly who on
1: TikTok, who are trying
0: to make TikTok part of their sales funnel and conversion, conversion flow. So you know, I just think it's going to do more harm than good to take it away. Honestly, yeah. even knowing the data mining situation again, which Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sure. Google, they everyone all do. else is doing—that's true. So, I just think it's—I think it's a really flimsy argument that the government is trying to make. And you know, to whomever whatever FBI agent is listening to this like we're harmless we're actors it doesn't matter no
1: literally um we're just creative people no I just thought it was interesting though because um you know I'm not trying to play devil's advocate I'm just saying like no um, totally
0: I mean and it's it's worth it's a conversation worth having yeah
1: because I think I just think
0: it's I just think that the data component of it is like the surface story that they're telling us
1: sure Sure. 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 And I think, and I, um,
0: and I, and I'm only saying this, like having, I spend a lot of time on, I know, I know. again, because it's work, but also because I love it.
1: No, And I, um, and I get why people love it. I think it's great. And I think, um, uh, I think it's really useful in connecting human beings and I think we all should be connected. And I think it's a really great way to do that. And it's also, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's like gotta be some sort of way to take what they already have and then just like, but it's hard because you can't force china to do anything so it's like yeah. how do we how do we negotiate some sort of like checks and balances moment with this to make it so it is does feel a little less like um you know uh yeah,
0: so I actually I actually saw something about this somewhere and it was a while ago. So I'm I might get some of this information wrong. Fact check yeah. me. But like um I think I read somewhere that even though it's a Chinese company, because it's functioning in America, there's a particular sanction in place where they have to actually report all the data that they're they're consuming to this American-based like fail-safe firewall basically right and and like that is again if that is true another reason why I'm like then what is the data conversation this is a it's a it's like a red herring or whatever
1: yes it could be it could be I mean I I probably should do more research before I think I just talked to a couple people in the U.S. military and I talked to somebody in the Canadian military and what really got me nervous wasn't the U.S. military (laughs) because I think we're paranoid (laughs) Was the Canadian military because of their own private um, thing into it, feeling like this was the only truly unsafe app to have on your phone as a uh, military person. So
0: yeah, I don't know again, what that because I, it's government and military. That absolutely that make, makes sense. That makes sense. 100%. To me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but also like to tie this in to, like, actors and creators and, like, yes. getting the bag. Like, people make so much money off of TikTok. They do. Like, they truly do. Like, within the first, I think, three or four months of my company being on TikTok, we mm-hmm. made over $10,000. Holy mother. Um, Just from, like, bringing new clients into our funnel. So, like, it's not... It's. A, it would be very bad for a lot of people if it went away. And, you know, I actually... I just posted this in my Instagram story today, but it's this really great interview with Jason Alexander where he is talking like Jason about Jason
1: Alexander yes
0: love yes, him, god he's, he's talking about like the most like the way that actors succeed right and Mm -hmm. I've I've, you and I've talked about this in the past you know previous our our previous episode where we're talking about like Judd Apatow and Rachel Bloom and Shonda Rhimes and and Tyler Perry where it's like the most successful actors are the ones who've made it themselves and I don't mean themselves as in alone I mean like they've created something where they are they've written it or they've befriended writers and they've gotten the producers and the creators. they've bared their
1: soul creatively Right. Yeah. They've
0: done, they've made something and they've been rewarded for it. And yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to harp on TikTok forever, but like,
1: yeah, no, th-
0: that is a platform in which people can do that. And yeah. in a very democratized kind of way, you don't need a whole production team to create something on TikTok that no. goes viral, that the people reach. My friend Charles is a great example of this. Um, you know, Charles does like, Jennifer Coolidge at like skits and like uh, other other things that are really funny I love Jennifer Coolidge yeah. who doesn't yeah and he he is churning out content like a champion and because mm-hmm. solely because of that he has like afforded to move to LA yeah and he's mm-hmm. filmed a couple pilots he's done a couple projects he's that's amazing a things and it's really like he is I think he's up to like almost 500,000 followers now and like you know, that would never have happened if it were not for TikTok. I mean, maybe right. it would have happened on Instagram and maybe yeah. he would have made it in a different capacity otherwise. Sure. But like he took the matter into his own hands and created his own thing. Democratized media was able to use that as a platform. And now he has a career that he didn't have three years ago.
1: Right. You know? I think the and- whole key is like, we we have a lot of these opportunities and when things start to get um, taken for the reasons that maybe very real and maybe very not it does not just impact um the government or the people or it impacts creators that's literally what it what it started was like a platform to express yourself in some way whatever way that is creatively so i think that is a shame and i feel like a lot of times the arts or creatives are negatively impacted by decisions made by countries or Absolutely, things like 100%. that.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, look at look at the theater model. Like, <laughs> it is so expensive to put up theater here, but yeah, over in, over in the UK, it's subsidized through the government. And granted, they don't make as much money as people here do,
1: right?
0: Um, in the Broadway conversation, but they also
1: aren't buying seven hundred dollar tickets to Hamilton,
0: right? But they also don't have to because right. it's subsidized by the government, right? So
1: that sucks you know, that you have to buy seven hundred dollars to just see Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when
0: I when I was in when I was in London, I saw three shows. I was in the orchestra for every single one. Love, and the most that I paid was one hundred and seventy dollars, and that was for cabaret, and it came with two drinks and a meal and dessert. Work. And I was in the second row. Um, it was, and it was an incredible production. Like, right, ple- more of that, please. And I'm so excited for Here Lies Love to come to Broadway because mm. we've all we've all seen the um the the rendering for the theater that they want to do mm-hmm. for that show at the hand of David Byrne mm. and they're turning it into a nightclub and it looks Work. incredible and that's yeah I thing.
1: know nothing about this tell me more it's so I know good. nothing about theater so um, tell me more I don't, other than I don't like really... I see a lot of it but I don't of
0: course of course so like I I don't really know much about the show I know it's mm-hmm. David Byrne who's talking heads like legend Absolutely, yes, love totally him. I grew up listening to him what I love star. him Ugh, just obsessed with his weirdness. Uh,
1: please forgive me if truly... I act a little strange because I know not what I do. That's one of my favorite songs. Man.
0: <laughs> He's truly an artist at like yeah. to the core, Um, but they are taking the theater. Hopefully this was just proposed. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, Okay, but, but like they're basically doing what the players theater in London did and turned it into the Kit Kat club. They're turning oh. it, they're turning it into like there's like a runway down the center, like they're gonna take seats out and there's like a runway down the center, and there's like seating on the side of each mm. of the stage and then seating up on stage. And it's like it just looks incredible and it's creating this immersive experience on love rubber, that. which we've never really had outside mm. of like great comet. Yeah. And uh, and maybe like the Sweeney Todd that was down in the village the other year where it was like in that little bakery. With
1: right. The there was us. some more interactivity. It's like, um, it's right. like, um, you know, all those, uh, what is it called? Halls, Halsey Green. What is the one that's like um, Sleep No More? Like you need. Oh, yeah, yeah. The we need more of that. We more need of, more of I that. Mean,
0: honestly, if you've ever been to a party at the McKittrick, like, holy shit. It's like so worth fun. the price of admission. It's yeah. So dope. I went to a Super clue party dope. there. It was like clue themed and I got all dressed up. Everyone was dressed up. It was amazing. Ugh. Everyone showed up as the cast of Clue. It was amazing, uh, and there was like a dinner with Neil Patrick Harris, and there was a show in the ballroom, and it was just yes. like the singing telegram girls were doing a show, and then Mr. Body did a set in the in like the like a jazz set. It was incredible, and like more of that. There was I will also shout this out because it 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 has been a chokehold. There is a <laughs> uh, there's a venue in Brooklyn called Three Dollar Bills, and a couple years. Oh ago, yes, my friend Michael Hunsicker took me um, to the show called Oscar at the Crown. Fucking Mm. shook me Mm. to death It was this dystopian Like post-apocalyptic world Where these artsy youth kids have been ostracized from society because they were artsy and queer and whatever Mm -hmm. and they were living in this warehouse and then this person comes along and kind of infiltrates and she's new and she's like so basically and i'm simplifying this they're like what do you do all day and they're like we parade around and we perform oscar wilde plays (laughs) and this character is like well he was a misogynistic piece of shit who abused his wife and was and they all like kind of stop and like the truth has like crumbled their whole world (laughs) But the reason why this happened in the first place, mm-hmm. and this is what kills me, <laughs> is because of um, the reason why society started to crumble in this in this dystopia in Oscar at the Crown, um, is because uh, I think it was uh, Andy Cohen's The O C or something. Oh my god! And it was like one of the shows that was like early reality TV mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, this character Julie, I guess, like whatever. There's a song called Julie. It's a workout bop. It's incredible. Cool. So love assignment. that. We love a
1: good workout bop. But
0: like that kind of like started the crumbling of society because people became mesmerized with these trash humans that were like. Such oh a hot right.
1: Mess. Oh my god. That's and, always like, something I
0: felt. <laughs> literally, what's happening now? Yeah, um, literally. But the show was like the audience stood stood in the audience and on uh, a side of the proscenium, there were also these square boxes that the crew would like move around with actors on it mm-hmm. and then the audience had to move around like that you would walk around to get oh, out of the way. It yes. was incredible. and the music was incredible. The show was incredible. I could talk about it all day because it was one of my favorites, but I don't I won't take up all the time. I
1: love stuff like that though.
0: Oh it was just like can we please have more of this there was the, yeah the I, I
1: agree there was um there was a theater what's a theater that's in Union Square? That's really cool. It's like experimental. It's right on Union Square. I'm going to look it up. But there was, I saw my friend who's a former Rockette, but it was like a dance thing. And it was way more like there were, there were parts where you would just be under glass and they would be dancing on top of you and you were, the glass oh, was shit. over you coming down. Oh, I remember um, this. Yeah. I loved that. Um, this was,
0: this was years ago. It was, it was very
1: this. interactive. Um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Union Square. I don't remember what it was. Just look up, or something, or it's not just look up. Don't look up. It's that's a movie, but it's like something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um it's
0: Called up. It stars an old man.
1: Yeah, an old man <laughs> and a and a and a boy in the, the Boy Scouts Union Square Theater show. Uh, what's it called? It's not Regal. You silly bitches. Did it disappear? There, there I, was a. There really. Yeah, there was a, I
0: feel like I remember this. Daryl
1: Roth, Daryl Roth Theater.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I think, And that's in the so past, around. they've, yeah, it's it's here. Um, in the past, they did some really experimental stuff that was like, oh, they're doing Titanic. Love that.
0: Oh, um, that's another one. That that's another like, one that's oh, just fuck. like
1: high. Um, let's see past shows. Frieza Bruta. I think it was Fresa Bruta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was Fresa Bruta. And it was literally um, 10 years worldwide it was on. Um, and it was literally just performance art, but it was like, so interactive. Like you would, there was a person like a a woman, which was my friend running on like a treadmill and being a dope dancer, just like totally muscular and cool. And just like re- the lighting was perfect. And she's just running and these blocks just keep hitting her. And she's like this and she keeps running and like the audience this, could throw yeah. blocks too. And like, it's just, it was a demonstration of like, you know, we throw things at each other, but then we protect her. Then people didn't want to throw blocks at her, you know, because they don't want to, you know, it was cool. And then there was like a glass portion where they, they put a, a glass plate on top of us and then they put water over the glass and then just slid around the glass and made images and stuff. Yeah. It was really
0: cool. No, I remember this. It ran for a really long time. If 10 I years. Yeah. yeah. Like I, yeah, I remember, I remember the posters. They were like purple.
1: Yeah. They were dope as shit. Purple. purple. But, but yeah, like stuff like that, more purple. interactive. More interactive art, please. You know, yeah. so everybody feels like they're involved.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, I mean, I think we, I think we're so desensitized to a lot of things. I mean, I don't think I know we are so desensitized yeah. to so many things. <laughs> When I went to that Clue party, and this would have been 2016, I think mm-hmm. I was I was hadn't even had anything to drink yet, and just walking around, I felt drunk because it was so sensory overload and so yeah. immersive. And yeah. like on top of that, like the trippy part of you being in a costume and kind of becoming one of the characters, mm-hmm. like I just was like, I could barely form words. Like the dopamine was was high. It was kicking. It was kicking, kickin'. and was I was kicker. like, like. I was there alone. I went by myself. It was a self date, mm-hmm. and I Love met that. really cool people. I ran into an old friend. Um, you know, it was just wild. Yeah, and like I want. I think, and we, I think we, my friend Catherine and I were talking about this the other day. Well, that's a lie. She made a TikTok about it, uh, <laughs> and I saw it. That's what I meant by that. <laughs>
1: yeah, we were doing it the other. No, it's I'm
0: early. Talking. I'm still having coffee. You're fine. And she was saying <clears throat> how I think people in general, but specifically the arts community is so starved to laugh together and have a communal experience together that is interactive, that connects us. And I don't even mean in a way where you're sitting in a theater, but like that is part of it where you're sitting laughing, experiencing something collectively that we're so starved for it that it's becoming so heightened. And I actually just made a TikTok about this yesterday Mm -hmm. because I have my little like outfit costume prepared for the opening nights I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, Sweeney Todd specifically and um you know people are showing up to theaters in costume.
1: Yeah like, and it's
0: it's previews. Like it's not even opening <laughs> night. It is previews for Shucked and Sweeney Todd and both shows people are coming in costumes like Shucked. people are coming dressed as corn dressed as cowboys they're bringing, they're bringing cans of corn to get signed at the theater like it's just this <laughs> level of like quirky and camp that how about I'm
1: corn so man she's into. made a good comeback corn is right
0: really... she's got the juice <laughs>
1: she's got the juice the corn uh, juice yeah,
0: yeah. but um, that's crazy
1: that's so yeah, fun
0: it's wild and i'm so rooting for Shucked because it's a fully original
1: we show. need that And we need that something new Because it's like There's a lot of And I know we say this Probably every five years It's the same things Over and over again But it kind of gets to that point Where you're like Where Let's take a risk Let's keep taking risks On making stuff Like everything Everywhere all at once Like let's take risks And make really weird ass shit Let's make really I
0: was just gonna bring this up I was talking to My neighbors last night About this You know The Oscars just happened Yeah And there were some Really fantastic wins Like Brendan Fraser Will always Fraser Will always and forever Have my heart Yes he the mummy, hi literally had me in a chokehold since an Encino man. I was like, oh, yeah. Who is this gentleman? Please ruin my life?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, George of the Jungle
0: George of wow. the Jungle like just oh god could he be better looking even still now The Mummy I, uh, I'm still in love with him The Mummy like I saw that like 13 times in theaters dude that teenager. movie is like, so no good and Rachel Weisz so
1: Rachel, Rachel Weiss, come on Rachel that's, Weiss. Where we, that's where we found her
0: that's where we found her we found, we found her, in, her. In she was mummy. already found
1: we knew right. everybody we, knew who she was that knew her right. but we, we didn't know so <laughs> now
0: because we, we were 12
1: because we were literally um, children didn't know her
0: though but like I was it literally this conversation I was having it last night, how you know theater needs more original pieces. And the whole conversation was like IP and public domain. Um, but like theater needs more original pieces, and we're seeing that hopefully be successful with Shucked But then also the Oscars have now celebrated things that are not your typical wins, like that that uh like Roo 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 song, yeah. That one best song. Like, what the fuck was that? That was yeah. amazing. Insane. Like, give me more Bollywood. I want it.
1: Yeah, we need and more.
0: it's so good. And, like, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, the Daniels and them winning. And then Michelle Yeoh yeah. Ye winning. And then Q Q Kwan. Yeah. Was, I, did I fuck his name up? It yeah. Q-Quan.
1: It's Yeah, whatever. I, I'll read it now. <laughs> say, I feel horrible. Say,
0: anyway. Him, whatever. We're stupid. And, and then Brendan Fraser and, like, all these people who, like, are having just these beautiful comebacks. I mean, like, the whole... Side by side comparison of uh,
1: I think you did I it right, Ki Huquan.
0: Yeah, of Ki Huquan yeah. and Harrison Ford, and then yeah. Ki Hughquan and Brendan <laughs> Fraser, and how they've all worked together, and they've yeah. all found themselves back at this place. Yeah, like, yeah. What a great story! And like, no, it's be- yeah, it's because we're now finally celebrating original pieces that aren't really commercialized in a way. Like, the whale was obviously a play first, fine, whatever, but it's not your typical like mainstream. Kind of thing.
1: No. And And, you know, people see it that are that aren't in the industry and be like, wow, they had 15 million. Honey, they had 15 million to do all the things that they did. Do you know how much shit costs? Like people want to make a horror film that literally, you know, now people are figuring it out. They're making it for like two million and it's crushing. But there's there's a lot of films that like you're like, wow, this little indie, this little, this little drama at someone's house, wow, and it's like 30 million. And you're like, okay. They made all of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they made all yeah. this entire movie, this crazy movie with like different set pieces, Raka crazy shit going on, you know, uh, rocks and, and, and black bagels and all the crazy shit that they had to do and googly eyes and all that fun dildo magic, all of that stuff and stunts and, and imagery and All that was done for less for like a a budget that is like a high tier indie budget, which is like interesting. Yeah, I know that sounds and it is a lot of money. Let me just be clear. That's a huge amount of money. Totally. But yeah, I have have friends in my circle that that'll like sell a script and they're like, I think we can make this for eight mil. And they're like, cool. Like, but this was 15 million and it was the biggest movie.
0: If anything I ever made was like, oh, yeah, we can do this for eight mil. I think I'd pass out. Yeah. I'd be like, can you actually just give me the eight mil and not not make this? It's fine. Yeah, just
1: give me a million. I I don't really want to. But that's Um, the thing.
0: Because the truth of it is, like, you know, and I only say that because, of course, I would want it to be made. And, of course, I would say yes and just be like, yes, sign my life away. Like, do it. But um, if you gave me eight mil... I could make so much. Yeah. It's like, you and I are scrappy. Like, we can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, indie like, creators.
1: I just did a pilot for, like, less than 40K, and I just did, I did a whole series for 27,000.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also, I think of, like, Taylor Coriel. She did You're the Pest for 15,000. It was a whole season. Yeah. And, like, yes, it was a web series, and it was considered what would now be short form. But, like,
1: Yeah, Dr. Seed, same thing, Twenty seven. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, and like you, you can do it. And it's just, I think, and, and maybe I'm mistaken on this because I haven't obviously worked at this level, but like when something is like $80 billion to make, I'm going to go ahead and assume that that is also paying the actors to do the press tour and it's paying for the press tour and it's paying for ads and it's paying it's for marketing. It's
1: paying for a lot of random stuff that you don't even realize. I mean, special effects for sure costs a lot, of course, especially yes. a good special effects artist. but it also is, you know, retaining actors. It's not just like their press. Cause like, that's a whole other separate contract. I think, I think a lot of it mostly is like their day rate is huge. Also in purpose, you know, they want to have a percentage of whatever's going on. Also like there's the music, music rights it's are so insane. And yeah. um, if you're shooting in any way on location and you have to pay pension and health and you have to pay, you know, uh, you know, insurance for like really intense stuff. And then especially in the COVID era, you know, things are just a lot more expensive in terms of testing and stuff like that. But really, I think yeah. it really comes down to like the filmmaking process is just so damn expensive and equipment. I mean, just to rent, you know, renting equipment for our things. We rented like the top of the line, you know, like Ari, uh, you know, shit they shot with, you know, on um, all the Marvel films and stuff for one of the, one of the movies I just made called Bathe in the Night. It's going to come out soon. It's an editing. I love it, wrote it, star in it, did not direct it. Don't direct shit that you write and star in. That's stupid. Um, anyway, Agreed. it's just too much. You have to be able to be yourself. Anyway, that's a huge piece of advice that I really have stood by and it's only benefited me. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, we did that for not too much, you know, less than, less than eight grand, I believe. And like that, um, you know, that looks like it was made for, hundreds of thousands because the camera that we did, which is a $50,000 camera, we didn't buy, we rented, you know, but there's like so much money. Do you know what I mean? In these like studios and these like network things, it's like, they spend so much money on name actors on which they should, because the name actors carry the motherfucker, but also equipment, um, you know, all this extra stuff that they have to do and uh, self safety stuff and insurance and, It just really is a lot. So for the Daniels to make something that is 15, I know that, and again, it's a lot of money, but to make it at that and, and, and do what they did with it is very impressive. And I hope that, you know, with the rise of horror films like Pearl or X, where they spent just a million dollars and made millions and millions upon millions back. I think that's showing that you can do things for,
0: I mean, absolutely, but I also go back to like Blair Witch.
1: Oh, well, that's a whole. I mean, that criminal like activity a half,
0: that that costs like three fifty to make and like three dollars and fifty cents to make and like, literally four. And like <laughs> they made millions at the box office, right? Like, but
1: that's because it was a new idea and it was right. Different. Exactly, exactly.
0: And I mean, kind of same with like anything everywhere all at once. Yeah, everything everywhere all at once. Wow, I can't speak
1: anything everywhere. All at, yeah,
0: you know, new uh, yeah. idea yeah. and like l- quote unquote lower budget, but like right. let's sh- let's show the powers that be that you can make good shit that doesn't have to be a hundred million dollars cgi-based film i mean it will still sell and And again
1: horror is the key let me just be clear horror is the key because a lot of it is female driven always she's like the last girl standing always it's like a woman who's like or maybe the villain is a female you know it's always like really featured uh, yeah. That I think that's very interesting that that is the case, but also, you know, look at paranormal activity. They made it for $30,000. $30,000. Oh, wow.
0: Jesus. I mean, I also like, you know, I think this kind of bleeds over into like the crime, the crime genre as well. Like horror, and yeah, crime, I think are kind of hand thriller hand.
1: crime. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, I I've written a crime script that I'm actually pretty proud of. You've read it. Um, yep.
1: you know, uh, again. I n- need awesome. to do
0: the notes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, that's need right. To sh- need to judge it a little bit. it but, up, baby. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and that comes down to like the stakes being not high enough, but. You know, we'll, we'll figure that out. But the, mm-hmm. the crux of it is great. And I I wrote it with Julianne Moore in mind. And, you know, I keep thinking the, the two people that I sent it to for, like line producing essentially to give me a ballpark of an idea. Both of them like for the one episode were like, oh, it's probably like two mil an episode. And I'm like, oh fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It's but that's hard. also
0: because I was like being very hyper specific and literal with locations.
1: Well, locations. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it I was
0: mean, I mean it's like it has Center, to be Br- in this it's place. It's yeah. A, it's penthouses. It's so apartment. that's
1: right there's five million. So there you go. There's,
0: yeah. <laughs> No, Lincoln yeah. Center is 50, 50 grand a day. Yeah. Like to turn the lights on.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what it. I mean. Like location, location, location. But my God, it really will.
0: Yeah, it it really shoots you in the foot, doesn't it?
1: But that's what, well, that goes back to like, you know, as creatives, like what ways can we tell, our, tell stories in a very interesting and cool way that looks high budget, but also is a good story. And then also isn't, you know, because it can be distracting when something looks low budget. Even yeah. if the script is good, even if the acting is good. So it's like finding that balance of like um, creating the world, very stylized or or specifically. So then when it comes out, people aren't just like, how much did you, it said I mean, like, whoa, how much did you I make know, this?
0: I, I know a certain particular group of people here in New York, and I won't I won't call them out because of what I'm about to say, but like mm. they turn out content and the content itself isn't bad. You know, like, like, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. Mm -hmm. And when I watch some of their stuff, like, you can tell, and this is, this is where I think the difference is. You can tell where they didn't spend the money.
1: That sucks. Yeah, you don't want to do that.
0: The most recent thing that I've seen, like, they had a great camera. They had great lighting they spent no money on costumes or sound because like the, and sound sound? Like, sound. Why would you not? I mean, literally like someone says a line and it sounds like this and then someone else says a line
1: and it's like, it's like, okay, blah, 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 blah.
0: And it just sounds like the actor's Guys, 20 feet away, but the camera's right here. It's like, what anyone could
1: be covered in mud, sitting in a dumpster. If your sound is bad, if your sound is good while you're filming sit covered in mud, sitting in a dumpster, you have a show. Yeah. If your sound is bad, yeah you literally, already you're done, and it no was like
0: one... the, it was like a teaser for something that they were doing, and it was like it was like the the actor was like, You know it's something or other, blah blah blah. and then the next line, the second line of this teaser sounded like they were over here, and it was like, okay.
1: That's insane, and, under, and
0: it's someone that I would like to work with, but because of seeing that, I'm like, no, nope.
1: no. That's to me. It, to me, it's like it okay. all comes down to as creatives, it all comes down to first off, the content matters. Obviously, the writing, the content, of the course. talent matters, of course. Are they, yes. but other than that, the honestly, the main thing is your damn sound. Visual and sound
0: are the top two for Visual me. Visual
1: is very important, but you know what? You can watch like, and you can think maybe there were choices made, right? They're like you can maybe kind of your mind can like say. Okay, so they picked, like, Dr. Seeds. We built that fucked weird train set. It looks dope as shit. But that was a stylistic choice because money, because we didn't have access to the trains anymore, because Louis C.K. used it too much for Louis. Also because <laughs> uh, he just used it so much, the free one. Um, and then, you know, the train museum was too much. But also then I said, well, like, doesn't it make more sense if maybe it's in her mind? It is in her mind, but, like, really we're all there with her. Mm-hmm. So then we can make something really ratchety cool looking fucking thing Um, and it works but the sound doesn't mean the sound needs to be like uh, 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 uh," like the visuals can be stylistic choices to make up for a budgetary issue you can pull it off and you can
0: always excuse that
1: always because listen you're listening to what they're saying and if if it doesn't sync up you immediately your brain leaves just like a podcast if the mics are garbage and it sounds like they're recording in a toaster (laughs) <laughs> done don't listen to us don't listen yeah. to us don't listen to us if we're talking into a toaster do not listen yeah stop we obviously don't off. give a shit
0: so yeah. don't do it i mean the only like this microphone for example my yeah. dad got me this for christmas as a gift yeah. Um, It is not a cheap microphone. No. It is an expensive microphone. And That's like that my is... other
1: one in my sound booth that I set up, by yeah. the way, with our Scarlet and God. everything and it works. Yeah. And I'm doing like, oh,
0: good, good, good. I'm doing
1: a professional recording later for my booking and I just kept it there because I don't want to fuck with it. But like when I come in person next week, we'll use it and it'll be great.
0: Oh, my God. I can't wait. I love a Scarlett. But, like, but even it... I
1: have like a little decent mic. You know, she's not. Right. She's not. But I mean. Uh, but i mean
0: like this i mean i say this is expensive but it's expensive relative to like your average mic like yes it's not a sennheiser like it's you know it's not like a, it's like like a two thousand dollar mic but um you know it it makes the the, a world of difference true if i was using this versus like some bullshit like blue yeti thing
1: or talking Mm. into your headset (laughs) you know yes
0: and and like unfortunately i think we've gotten also used to the highest of quality in media whether Mm -hmm. it be tv film sound otherwise yeah we're all in the same boat
1: now for some reason you know
0: right that it's like you know how and it's not that it's competing, but it's how can you match up to the people who are using thousand dollar Sennheiser mics, you know? And it's yeah. just kind of trying to. It, I think in a way it's like keeping up with the Joneses, but also finding a way to make it the best quality you possibly can without yeah. having to spend a ton of money, you know? Like yeah. b- bless bless you.
1: me, oh my god,
0: bless you, Sarah, Ugh. for you have sinned.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! How dare I? On yeah, a podcast, so, I mean.
0: So, no. I mean, not not to harp on quality too long because there are things that, like, you know, don't have to be the highest of quality and do well. I yeah. mean, TikTok is, again, to tie it back in is a perfect example of that.
1: But also, um, I think that it's it's good. To, it, you can get good sound quality for, like, 45 bucks. So, I'm yeah. not even saying it's hard. So, my point is, is that it's actually not hard to get a couple right. of lobs. Of course. To get a, a shotgun mic. It's not hard to have <clears throat> a blue snowball sitting in front of you. Uh Cause I mean, yeah. this, this blue snowball right in front of me, I recorded. Thank I you. Thank you. Okay. I usually have five. We're on three.
0: <laughs> All right. Two and more to go. Heart. Okay.
1: Okay. She's okay. She's okay. Uh. Anyway, I recorded my Dr. Seeds voiceover that was on Amazon. That was literally whatever sounded crisp as fuck. And it was on a $45. Um, yeah, Blue yeti. So as long as yeah. you have the audio capabilities like Audacity, where you can take out the bre- the breaths and the it's you you got it. You're fine. So it's not no. that hard.
0: <clears throat> no, and like it's it also comes down to like something that is m- beyond most people's scope. Yeah, um, I only know how to do this because I grew up in recording studios with my dad. But like you know, being able to EQ and turn on a noise gate and figure out how to compress things so that the background yeah. noise is like is mitigated and having padding around you so that you can mitigate it even more. Um and and like my first couple voiceover gigs that I did were video games that were like you know app video games or whatever they it's whatever but like <laughs> I recorded those on an SM fifty seven which is like a an eighty nine dollar mic you know yeah. And yep. I got, I got it for free. Cause my dad gave it to me.
1: God bless your dad. No, <laughs> he yeah. Has so
0: much sound equipment. I don't even know. To yeah. I don't
1: have like anyone it. in my family that even knows anything about it. They're like, yeah. so what is that large ball thing? I'm like, that is a microphone is a y'all.
0: microphone. <laughs>
1: y'all. That That is a, that is a microphone baby. No, but I think that's cool. It's like uh, I, to going, you know, just going back as creatives and how to be a rich bitch, um, you know, success comes in many forms. And I think, like you said, as much as I do think there's a lot of concerns about TikTok, I do think like, yeah, banning it is going to affect creators. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. It's going to affect a lot of the people that use it have zero to do with any of the shenanigans that's going on. And this is happening. I also think too, it's like a ways to become that rich bitch that we are, you know, that we want to be, that everyone strives to be, um, and unabashedly should, um, you know, strive to be successful in their field, which comes with all the things that we discussed. Um, having the tools and the knowledge to create that. So, like, I'm sure if someone listening here has never heard of a blue snowball mic can go on Amazon, buy $45 whatever mic, and they sound wonderful and start doing some VO stuff, start doing some creative things with it. I think it's all about empowering people. It's it's why like I wanted to do the pitch tech talk. Yes, it'll probably take some clients away from me because they'll be like, Oh, she's told me how to do everything. And I'm capable, but most people aren't, but it's at least giving no, them the, the, it's at least giving them the, the footprints to be, be some uh, successful and get their ideas out in a very cohesive, effective way. Yeah. And, uh, I, I do agree, uh, that, you know, with certain platforms being, mm-hmm. whether they're removed, whether they're, they're pared down, sometimes when they edit apps or make changes, it really does affect us because as creatives, how words is, how we're expressing ourselves, quickly and our phone cameras are lit so like lit we're already on that level where we can express ourselves in that way in any in any way encumbering that or neutering that does affect the creative circle of people
0: it does and it's and, and to our credit at least we have become so acclimated in the tech era to yeah. adapt to adapting um because we have to i mean and 2020 was a huge example of this and i just get oh, so yeah. tired of hearing people complain about it it's like Guys, it was three years ago. My entire apartment is a, is a TV studio right now. Like, I yeah. like, like adapt or die. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. unfortunate in the arts community that that is a constant thing that we have to do. Yeah, but like it very much is
1: pivot, pivot, pivot. and Funny. learn pivot. and
0: learn. Like you are never you are never just going to be stagnant, and you and nowhere should you. But like. You know, when they were like, oh, buy backdrops and do the things and the cameras. And yes, that takes an amount of privilege to be able to afford to do oh, so. Oh, yeah.
1: But, it, but also it takes a black like sheet was, and a, your cell phone.
0: Right. I mean, literally, like, take the take the fucking sheet off your bed and put it on the yep, wall. Yeah, like, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've also been able to acquire a lot of lighting equipment. And some of it was super cheap. It was on sale where I had friends yeah. give it to me because they weren't using it anymore. Right. I literally could film a whole TV show in my apartment mm-hmm. right now. Um, with all the shit that I have, and that I is a, that is get, a privilege of having
1: labs. yeah, that is a privilege also though, of having like a good circle of people, artists around us. and a lot of Correct. people like to say you're in the middle of the woods. you don't have that, but there's ways to do it. There really is I truly believe like natural lighting is the best lighting. and if you yeah. can if you can harness that um with just your cell phone and uh either a a twenty dollars stand with a ring light on on Amazon, you kind of have it. so like, yeah. The well, capabilities like, are immense. The capabilities are immense.
0: And think about think about those like handheld things that they have, <laughs> where you put your phone on and it like automatically adjusts to the movement. That yes, you're yes. Like, the, that's like what 150 dollars. Yeah, a stabilizer, like
1: a stabilizer. You know, like yeah. a stabilizer, a uh, dolly-ish kind of thing. You know, yeah. Like, and
0: I mean, I'm all about, I'm all about democratizing like creativity Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: know like sure monetize it fine like you know millennials don't have hobbies left because we were told to monetize all of them but you know whatever (laughs) true Um, here we are 2023 and uh you know like there are easier ways to do this that are not as like as like crippling as it used to be like mentally, yeah. you know, I remember when I first moved to the city in 2005, I had all these song ideas that I wanted to like record and like get musicians and get into a studio and everything else. And it was like, yeah. you know, I couldn't, I could barely afford to eat. Let I was so skinny. I could barely afford to eat, let alone oh. like pay musicians, rent out a studio, yeah. record all the stuff in enough time to yeah. to everyone, like get, get it charted out. Like so that people understood what the hell I was talking about. And now you know, I spent $85 on a keyboard. Logic was $200. And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad gave me this mic and I have some other like miscellaneous sound equipment. Yeah. I've recorded, like, the the track I'm releasing this year is 36 tracks. Wow. And I wrote every single one of them. My friend Matt came over and did some guitar stuff. So that's like three or four tracks. Yeah. But like like, it's so democratized. Like, the career I could have had when I was 19 with the ideas that I had if I had this kind of technology and access... Right. Would be very different. And so like take advantage of that. Like these people that are so adversely against like creating a home studio to record yeah. self tapes or record, like stop it. Like you can use that in other ways. It's oh my not, gosh. Yeah. It's not just like the inconvenience of being of being asked to do a self-tape, which I love by the way.
1: Me you know, too. I then I'm I don't big, have to
0: Tetris my whole day around like being down. Being Canada at a sometime. at a
1: studio, waiting in a you know, right. in a room, even if it's like a callback and it's very few people, it's yeah. still like you hear For the other undetermined- person's.
0: For you hear the other person's audition
1: through the shitty wall. You're like, oh my God, just can I just, this is just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, have me no I have no desire. I have no desire to do that all day, every day. Like I was, you know, I just,
0: Yeah.
1: it just gives you more freedom, but also like, even just going back to like <sighs> deep pandemic, I have deep sympathy for everyone who mentally suffered during that time. It was a really Same. messy time and awful, 100%. but as artists, instead of being like, we are being, uh, push down. We are not able to craft. We're not able, you have to, we had to learn the ways to pivot. And I think a lot of us did. And I think a lot of us actually flourished during that time because we pivoted. Absolutely. Um, I made my pitch deck business then because I was like, what do I do that's safe, that I can be distanced from somebody. Um, but that I know how to do really well. Oh, voiceover pitch decks. Hi. And that's like when things like that really flourished for me, you know, and, uh, that's me. I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, and I also no, had the mental clarity to do it. But I, but I do believe that empowering others by example is a very effective way of empowering people. So if I'm telling you guys that if you felt over the the thing, you really were pushed on, you weren't able to do what you wanted to do, it's so tangible now. You can do it. I promise Absolutely.
0: you. Absolutely, and and I think there's also a narrative that like it's too late. You know, like, unless you got in on the, unless you got in on the ground floor of when that happened, it's too late. And I don't think that's true. Like, I mean, I, I did start right away with the voiceover stuff and I booked stuff pretty immediately. It was like, I think it was like three or four months before I started booking things. Yeah. Um, but like. You can start anytime.
1: Like literally. There's websites.
0: You, there's websites. And I will say too, like for people who are in the in the headspace of like, right. I want to do voiceover, but I feel it's too late and it's too saturated. Like, yeah, there are a lot of people doing it, but a lot of those people who started doing it during the pandemic had fallen off because they've had to go back to work. Their Mm -hmm. situations have changed. They became disenchanted with it. It was frustrating. It wasn't for them. Also,
1: truly, it's never too late to do anything unless you're dead. It's never too late to do anything. And literally, unless you are not here anymore, it's never too late. Facts. I mean, never too late to fall in love. It's never too late to redo your entire career in life. It's never too late to travel. It's never too late to... Forget, like, leave everything. It's never too late to dye your hair, change your career, uh, fall in love to uh, make something. It's never, ever too late because never. everyone's story is extremely unique and different to them. And sometimes the stories you tell when you're like, however old, as opposed to what you were, are way more compelling, typically, way more compelling. than what they were. So just yeah. please well, don't be I mean, hindered by that.
0: No, don't. And like, I mean, I'm 36, which isn't old, you know, yeah. not not gonna put that on myself, but like, no. I I have pivoted and changed and rebranded and redirected yes. like so many times. And yes. I'm doing it again. And, you know, and I don't have an issue with it. It's exciting. It's a little exhausting, but like,
1: oh, yeah, truly.
0: But like having the, having the, like the foresight to see that it's an opportunity, not a hindrance
1: mm-hmm.
0: to pivot and change mm-hmm. and reinvent. Like, I will always use Madonna as an example. Oh, like yes, God! always turning it over.
1: Changing and every time. Reinvention every tour, time. literally, which I went to. Literally. Literally in and middle school, the, living my truth. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, like, Before and, and I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm going to get some some gay backhands for this, but like, she's not terribly talented. You know, she mm-hmm. can't really sing, she can't really act, she can't really dance. But what she can do is market and reinvent e- herself. Yeah.
1: Yes. And she. Show the she. Children. I
0: think very similarly to how like Brandy is like the vocal Bible, Madonna mm-hmm. is like the marketing reinvention Bible. Yeah.
1: She's a reinvention performer Bible. Truly. Um, she. And, she was incredible in concert. I've never been to a yeah. more compelling concert where she's doing back walkovers mm-hmm. and things are moving and her song, she's like singing, pointing at you and exper- you're, it's very experiential. It's wild how yeah. much she gives.
0: Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that she's void of talent. I'm just saying that like, Oh, no, 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 but I'm we're... saying she- she's an enter- she's an entertainer she's which is very-
1: literally ironclad top class entertainer yes
0: like entertainer artist marketing genius yes like like woman
1: not- of a certain woman age woman of a certain
0: age yes and like but like not a singer not an actress not a dancer yeah. can yeah. do all of those things yes um yes. but i use her as an example because she has had longevity in her career for that exact reason and like I really kind of view Gaga as like the hybrid of Brandy and mm-hmm. Madonna mm-hmm. because she has the vocal, she has the chops yeah. she, and she has the like abundance of talent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I think her also, own worst enemy is herself. <laughs> right. But then also like has the wherewithal and the the smarts to kind of like harken back to Madonna and yes. do the reinvention yes. of every single, every <clears throat> album, every every look. It's brilliant. Yeah. And and you know, like artists inherently need to do that a lot of the times by Mm -hmm. necessity and the pandemic just showed us Mm -hmm. why
1: and I love these female artists who um the literal world writes about them like they are demons and they are demonized and ostracized and and blamed and shamed and um I'm gonna say especially Madonna if that bitch hadn't taken all that heat in the 80s for her sex book for erotica um, and I love human nature. Oh, my God, that music video, Express Yourself, Don't Repress Yourself, uh, the representation she had in there. And th- then Vogue, all the things that she did, things that didn't even weren't in the mainstream at all. Yes, we are, we can get nitpicky that she's a white woman and Vogue was marketed and da-da-da. But that was her circle. That was like her people. So she was like, can we just like explain that? So the general public is like, oh, shit. You know, yeah, and I mean- it's it's accessible.
0: Vogue success. Vogue specifically, I've seen commentary on from like queer black community from people in who which I respect around back then, and they mm. were pissed. They're like, right. "Who's this white bitch that took everything that we were doing?" Right. Um. And apparently, and I and again, fact check me. I don't remember correctly because this I saw this a long time ago, but I think that she would like go to the balls. Yeah. And uh, like commandeered it and basically oh. colon, like colonized it, but. Oh well, shit. You know, well, but sure. but you are but you're not wrong in the sense that it did make it mainstream and it made yeah. it it pushed the needle a little bit forward. And I'm never going to be upset with someone pushing the needle forward mm-hmm. in a positive way that helps other people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm not trying to say that like Madonna's dying on a cross here for the queer black community, but yeah. like
1: well, she put know. a black Jesus on the cross for um like right. a prayer which was like hugely <laughs> controversial and it was wild so yes. i mean she does make i think she makes really intense decisions and she's also not perfect she's also a white woman so there's right. like all that but i do think that like um and it's not on her that vogue became mainstream it's just that it was interesting no. that uh, that the biggest pop artist of at the time especially um was just like i'm here for it and i'm going to fucking do it and i do think though yeah there's a lot of problematic shit i'm sure that's all yeah. wrapped up in that as there tends to be. But um I do think a lot of these female, uh, you know, pop stars would never be who they are now if she hadn't no. been just raked for years and years.
0: Truly. Also, I she mean,
1: did come from nothing. You know, we talk about did. Lady Gaga, but Lady Gaga went to school on the Upper East, east Side. She had a p- pianist. Person that taught her piano, and she, right. you know, sometimes her story, she's like, when I would sit at the lunch table at this huge, very expensive academy, and it was like really hard, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, my, but my
0: classmate, Paris Hilton. Yeah, like, it was very difficult. Like, I went to NYU, <laughs> you
1: know, but you know, Madonna came here with 14 bucks from Michigan and was raped on a rooftop and just kept it moving. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much fucked up shit she had to go through. <laughs> And, and uh, just kept it moving. She <laughs> just was like, "Well, that it's happened. Like, I'm still scene, here for that, thank though." Thank you so much. Yeah, like yeah her her interview on um, Howard Stern is wild. The things that she has. Oh, had, I don't think but, I've ever heard it. The, the things she went through just in the few years of living in New York, ha- being held at knife point, and all this crazy shit, and lit- sleeping on couches with men that she really didn't want to be with, but she needed a place to stay, and like all these things she had to do yeah. just to get a recording thing through the men in her life. It was just yeah. wild. So, again. She has. She's definitely problematic in the, in some ways, especially stuff like that. But I will say that it is interesting to see, you know, what you what you go through when you haven't. No one's done it yet at, at a scale yeah. that was successful. And when you change Truly. the mold, you open the doors for people like any any of us to have to not be suffering like that, to not do that. So, yeah, uplifting artists, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And 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 everyone can find a way. If Madonna can find a way in this in the '80s. I think we can find a way, you know, now to create, it's so much more accessible.
0: And we're, we're also very fortunate in the sense that we have, have art, we have artists who have come before us, who have shown us the way and given us the blueprint. Yeah. And all we really have to do is stamp a 2023 lens on it.
1: Yeah. And
0: be like, how can I do that now?
1: Yeah. And, 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 and empowering people and holding space for everybody's, you know, artistry, I think is really the key. But it does go to the bottom line, which is what we were talking about earlier, is that we need to feel safe, too, in our country. We need to feel seen and we need to feel these things. But if we're not feeling that way, not only is revolt necessary, but art is an act of a revolt. Art is an act of um, protest. Art is an act of um, because by doing, we are making a statement. Absolutely.
0: I mean, that's the whole point of stories, right? You're telling a story yeah and whether whether that story is I woke up this morning and had coffee and went to work and got into a fight with a coworker and got on the train and came home and cried about it. yeah, like you know, that's still a story of someone's life. And I think, you know, creating art, and this may be obvious, and I may sound completely stupid saying this, but um, you know, creating stories that people relate to and the ability to democratize it. Mm. and and just be able to, like and again this goes back to TikTok and Instagram and reels and creating mm-hmm. videos on your own but also what we were talking about earlier with Andy Cohen and reality TV people are hungry and curious and they want to see stories of other people's lives right it's why entertain, i mean like tribally speaking he, the earliest humans sat around and like beat drums and told stories and like,
1: around a fire yeah. yeah,
0: and like, and like, you know, did all the, did all the things that you're thinking about for early, early man and woman and human, but like, you know, it, it's it's frustrating to see a major platform take yeah. that away to a degree, yes. and then uh, and then we as artists yet again have to figure out how to rebrand and pivot, how to navigate, re navigate. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the world is so politicized and it's so messy, and it just sucks when, um, you know, artists and. Civilians truly just suffer all the time yeah. from bullshit. Well, un,
0: unfortunately, the way that the world is set up, it of course is, is going to be politicized, you know. Like yeah. like even though I am a giant like white man, I'm still a queer person. And so yeah. like that has to be politicized because unfortunately it's part of the political conversation. Yeah. And that's like just the surface. Like you go down to like people of color who are queer or trans or or trans, anything yeah. that is not straight white Christian, etc. Like, of course, it's going to be politicized. Yeah. Our our existence is politicized. So right. therefore, we for we also have to be politicized. And, you know, art, of course, is a perfect place for that to exist. And it's why a lot of the queer community gravitates towards artistic lifestyles, because you are able to communicate and be yourself and express through your art form and have an audience and feel validated and feel seen. And that's not always the case. Especially like I mean why do you think big cities are full of queer people and artists because we're all escaping the towns that we came from that told us we didn't belong and we shouldn't and we didn't belong here and we should go away and so we did. And so now those little towns like I know the little town that I'm from you know every time a new restaurant opens it fucking closes because nobody wants change they want Applebee's and TGI Friday's.
1: Oh Applebee's? Okay, sorry. I mean that I to, me, that's like the, the biggest, uh,
0: to me, that's like the biggest. To me, that's the biggest, sponsored, upsetting red
1: flag I've ever heard today. I'd rather have five nightmares than ever talk about Applebee's. I mean, Applebee's literally, is but,
0: literally terrible. But also, like, how long did the Applebee's in Times Square stay in business? You know, like, I forgot there's
1: there's a, there was one. Holy shit! I know. Yeah. I, it's
0: I ate there when I was twelve, and we came here for the first time. Like, we went to the Applebee's in Times Square. Like, I know, and that McDonald's having that microwave food—that's like, sick, yeah. bro. I mean, yeah. the, like, it's it's just. A lo- I, and i and this is how it was when i lived there and i haven't lived in a small town in a long time so i don't want to like speak for every small town no you know like and of course there are always going to be artists in those small towns and i'm not saying especially that they're especially small towns where the them. chains
1: haven't come in there's a lot of really beautiful small towns that are like yeah. making art and you're just like wow this cute microcosm of i hate saying cute this this really tranquil I don't want to be I don't want to be pandering it's um it's just very cool like smaller communities that aren't like New York LA that are creating so much great art and it's so earnest and raw and real and um there's no chains really and everybody's just kind of going blah 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 goes to this store in the morning and this this is the diner that you go to and this is the art house that you do stuff in and I love that.
0: And I and I think that I m- I met a woman a couple years ago. She and her partner li- bought a house in Redding, Pennsylvania. That mm-hmm. they that had like a big shed in the back, and they turned that into a recording studio. And she owned a vintage company that they use for costuming, and like wow, they're I think mm-hmm. they're affiliated with this other studio in Reading, Pennsylvania that shoots films there. My aunt worked on a short film out there. Um, it's one of the places that I'm eyeballing for locations for, for when I decide when I am ready to shoot a couple of the things that I have in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, but you know, yes, there is art happening there and, it needs to and I think the the days and because of the internet and things like TikTok and yes. Instagram and everything else there's no need to run away to a city to feel yes. seen because you can build a community locally with those with apps like that and be an artist in the place where you are and because of the internet you can then take that art and put it on the internet and get an international following yes. without having to relocate yourself to a major city mm-hmm. now will you have to do that at some point to get to a level that you know it, like achieve the Oscar level dream like yeah probably. in
1: some yeah in some yeah absolutely. In, some in some way some fields, and no absolutely like,
0: right yeah. and no one's saying like buy a house in the hills and you know whatever but like you know having a couch to sleep on while you're there for a festival or while you're there yeah. meeting agents or like, Airbnb
1: you know, baby Airbnb
0: yeah. baby um, you know it's 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 gotten better and I I question I mean I don't question never mind I was gonna say I question <laughs> if I was 19 and in, in Pennsylvania right now if I would leave and I absolutely would One hundred like <laughs> <laughs> because then the other component of this too is like, you know, supply and demand. We talk a lot about like having your own team and, and creating your own things and like pulling people in that can help you and like, you know, help you fundraise and help you rent thing, mm-hmm. rent equipment and do all the things. And like, there's just not as many people in those areas mm-hmm. to do that
1: that way. yeah. The pool and is so not as deep. The pool is, the pool
0: not, as is not as deep and you can still do it. And I'm not saying you can't. You oh yeah, totally. Can. You can do it.
1: Especially if your project is about the community. You know, like yeah. some, something about like like the pilot we just made, the Miniola diner. Like Miniola has come through. Long Island sh- is all absolutely. over that bitch. But yeah. but that's the one pilot that was made in Miniola in the last, you know, three hundred. So years. right. So
0: it's a, since the invention of the camera
1: since five B C. <laughs> but when Miniola <laughs> first came on the map in prehistoric times,
0: and Sarah Seeds showed up,
1: I was just like, hi. Hey, um. Hey. But, yeah, I guess, um, since we've been talking a while, I guess to close out is like, do we wanna I mean, just part of being like a rich bitch or whatever what we what we kind of strive to incorporate and kind of bring to this is that you can always keep creating your artwork is important, your voice is important, and platforms are important too, so they can you can use them to be creating creative
0: yeah um, and and to that point, I think that a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we think, Oh God, like I just don't have the money to make this, but being like getting the bag and being rich bitch, like Mm -hmm. you can also be savvy and get the bag. Like it's, it's part of the game, man. Like
1: it is, you have to, you have to figure
0: out a way you call in the favors. You ask friends, you like negotiate in in paperwork. Like there's that beautiful, like (laughs) I'm sure that everyone loves and might abuse to, to a point like, but that beautiful deferment clause in SAG contracts where like, I'll pay you later. And then you never make money. And no one gets paid, but you know, like that's, it's a thing that's helpful, you know, to be able to yeah. at least create it and, and put it on a platform somewhere to say and show I did this.
1: Right. That's so, it. so I think, um, yeah, empowerment is the key. And I hope all of you guys get somewhat empowered by our, you know, our chats and that, um, you know, you can, you can get all the things that you need at a very lo- low discount or some of the things you might already have everything you need. You probably possibly do probably to do. create. You kind of yeah. do. You just need your brain and you and yeah. something to record it on.
0: Everyone gets in their own way. And
1: yep. don't you let know, yourself get in your way. Yeah. yeah.
0: I find writing is helpful. Write down the things that you need to make things happen yep. and then go find them.
1: Or do the artist's way. That literally changed my life.
0: I've never done it. <gasps>
1: I have a copy if you want it. I, I, it's literally like you, it. you can buy it used for like seven bucks too. It's like because it, you do kind of want to write it, but I don't really. I just have a journal that accompanies it. But the artist's way, I can't, I can't recommend any more than I can. It's just literally like um, when I was post uh, divorced and I was, um, having kind of a writer's block because my creativity had been sucked dry by someone else, you know, and it felt like I wasn't allotting the creativity to that when unblocked me, and this was years ago, but what unblocked me, uh, some ways, not just introspective and therapy and negotiations and all the, all the things you have to do, but was the artist way. And some of the things about the artist way is it's chapter by chapter, it's 12 weeks, and you complete it and you feel rejuvenated as an artist and it kind of it includes lessons for the week includes a little bit of homework but really what it is is it's morning pages every morning three pages free-flowing ideas um getting you started for the day and writing it could be about anything sometimes when I write it it's like fucking shit fuck bitch I don't even want to and some of it's like the world is a beautiful circle of light and I'm a and sometimes it's like Here's what I'm doing today. I'm buying a cabbage. You know, it's like, it doesn't really I'm buying have to be, it doesn't have to be, <laughs> it's not there to be whatever. It's just for you. So you put your ideas down and then it also includes artist dates. So every week you take yourself on an artist date and I had to oh, be creative because I, I, yeah, I had to be creative because I did this in the beginning of deep lockdown, uh, part of it. And so my artist date was. I got to go to the virtual uh, museum, um, the Albert and whatever, the one in the UK that I love so much. I don't know why I'm lacking, but I would just go to like virtual tours of museums and see exhibits. That was my artist date. Or I would or I would take a bath and have some wine and watch a movie that was like black and white and like gave me something I'd never seen before, you know, like, so there's ways to do artist dates even for like $0, you know? And it's like, I very much recommend the artist way if you're ever feeling like you're not able to, you're feeling a blockage, you're feeling judging, you're feeling uh, not in the flow. And I really recommend that. I think that's how I'm going to end it out is that I have a recommendation. It's the artist way, highly recommend it. It's very empowering, which is to me, if it's something empowers me, that is the main point. If something moves somebody, it's empowering. If something connects with someone that's empowering to you as a human. So to me, the artist way is empowering. And I think that's a way to And you, and you made me think of that because you were saying about just writing and the artist way is that three morning pages of stream of consciousness. And it just gets you on that path. I already did mine. I woke up from my weird nightmare that we were talking about off camera. And I just was like, Jesus, take the wheel. What the hell is going on here? Help. Not
0: sponsored by the Artist Way.
1: Not sponsored, but God, I would love to be sponsored God, by the Artist Way. Please get on board. Not Applebee's, but the Artist Way.
0: Applebee's.
1: No Applebee's. That's going to be yes, the title. Artist.
0: That's going to be the title of this episode. Not no, Applebee's. Applebee's.
1: <laughs> no thank you. Applebee's. No thank you. Applebee's. No no no. no. Yeah.
0: I love it.
1: Yeah. Do you have any recs for this? You know this this episode. You've been recommending whole sorts of stuff, but is there anything you really recommend? TikTok is it what you recommend? <laughs> <laughs>
0: TikTok is what I recommend.
1: Just in general.
0: Just in general. Everyone got TikTok. Everyone. Um, These rich bitches are experiencing technical difficulties.
1: There we go. So your recommendation. Since the devil, the, the, the devil's trying to get us and then cut it out.
0: Right. The, the internet devils are the, after it. The gay
1: man's going to talk about it and it's going to shut you down. Know.
0: I mean, I was just rambling, but I was basically just saying, find a way to live alone for a year. You know, Ooh, I mean, it's totally, yes. it's so hard. It's such a thing that's so difficult, especially now. Um, and I have been super lucky and fortunate enough and have worked hard enough to be able to afford to be able to do that for myself for a very, very long time. But it just is so, it hits so different when you live alone. Everyone I know who has transitioned from living with roommates to by themselves, the first thing they comment on is how they feel better in their skin as a human. And there is just something about having your own space and like being, being just you, your own messy, gross mm-hmm. you self that is, that is life changing. And I wish more people did this. I feel like so many people go from roommate to roommate to roommate until they're engaged and they move into the partner and then they're married and they've never had the opportunity to live alone.
1: No, live and, alone.
0: And like, that's, I mean, you know, that's, that's the path you choose and it's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying it's different when you're able to live by yourself.
1: And I think that if that seems like not possible for you for, you know, cause like life, um, at least having your own space, you know, and also I think something that you do great. And I, and I, and I used to do more is go on dates with yourself.
0: Oh my God. I love self-dates. You know what I mean? They're the best.
1: It's kind of all in that same vein of like being cool and comfortable with yourself enough to be alone with yourself. And you've already talked about how you can go on. You didn't self-date. You went to like Haswell Green by yourself, which is wild to me. And I love that.
0: Oh, just the best.
1: Yeah. And, and also, like you said, living by yourself and if possible, having your entire space to yourself, I think that is such a good thing.
0: And it, and I've had roommates before, obviously.
1: Yeah, we all know. have. I mean, um, I have.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. Um, I didn't love it. And so yeah. it was kind of a thing where it was like, whatever <laughs> I do, I need to make sure that I can make this happen. And the apartment I'm in now, you know, I've lived alone a lot, but they've always been under like special circumstances, you know, like for whatever reason, I had a guarantor, or there was strings <clears throat> attached to the apartment, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But for the first time in my adult life, I'm living alone, and I'm living alone on a lease that I signed with my mm-hmm. money, with no guarantor, that is just mine. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has lived alone under special circumstances before, this is different.
1: It is, I'm, You're and I'm right. sure it'll
0: be different when I buy a place. And like, yes, you know, but that'll hit different but it just changes who you are as a person. It really does. It makes it feel it makes you feel like you are just held onto the ground in a different way. Yeah. It's very it's very strange. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. I know right. it is I'm speaking from a place of privilege where I'm able to do that, but it's something to strive for. And it took me Definitely. years of living in New York until I was able to do this. How so, many years? 18. Yeah, see? So, I mean, I've had, I've had my own apartment in a lot of different ways, but it was always like
1: under someone else's, right. Yeah. Right.
0: Like it was never really mine, mine, like this is mine, mine.
1: Right. And, um, I kind of, you know, post-divorce took my space back and was there for a while by myself and I was just so magical and it's magical. It's really magical. Um, so I think that that is important thing is very important and i agree with that and also going on dates by yourself is just like an extension of that or a version exactly. you know so i think that's a really great send-off so
0: and i would i would even say too not to not to keep elongating this send-off You're fine. <laughs> um but you know the idea of going on a self-date i love but also then take a notebook with you and write while you're out mm-hmm. like have your have your little manhattan at the hotel bar which is what i used to love to do yes there I also sell notebooks on Amazon.
1: Yeah, um, you do?
0: <laughs> Link in bio. Yeah, I do.
1: You sell notebooks? I have so many. Like I should buy your, I just have yeah. so many notebooks. No, please do. I'm
0: I'm out of notebooks. I'm about to fill up my last one. So I need to actually go buy my own yeah, notebooks. Yeah, <laughs> I have like 19
1: on a stack that are filled, but I have so many that aren't. Because like, like, I always want to have a lot of empty ones too.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, I mean, take, take, sit at your little hotel bar and have your little cocktail Manhattan and have your little notebook and just like write while you're sitting there and drinking. It's the best. I used to sit at the Empire Hotel bar in the lobby Mm. and I would do that. It was just, oh God.
1: That sounds heavenly.
0: It's heavenly. It's so luxurious.
1: Or go to Applebee's and just. (laughs) Or go to Applebee's. (laughs) Not Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you write something really insane at Applebee's, you know, like uh, we actually the last time I went to Applebee's was because I was at a booking and the only place near my hotel in this nowhere place was an Applebee's. And I said, it's been years. Maybe I won't regret it. And when I was there, um, it was so such an awful experience that I came up with. We all did. There's four of us artists together. We came up with an idea like what if someone died at Applebee's and didn't know and their spirit was like stuck at an Applebee's in perpetuity.
0: Everything Applebee's all at once. All
1: at once. <laughs> not a sponsor. Sorry. Title, title of episode. And if you work there, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's cool. Get the bag. I just won't be there. Yeah. But make money from them, please.
0: Um, yes. Take all of but Cool.
1: Well, love yeah. this. I'm going to prep for my, um, my VL.
0: Yeah. I have, a, I have a full day of work yeah. that is not creative.
1: Yeah, I'm working on a pitch Can't deck. <laughs> um, it's a really dope concept. I'm really excited about it. And then I'm uh, recording a voiceover, my first professional VO booking of the year, not on camera booking. So.
0: Oh my god! Amazing. Congrats. Pay me.
1: Signed the contract last night, and I was like, yum 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 yes. Yum, yum, yum
0: Yes, yes, yes. Get that bag.
1: Uh, getting the bag. Anyway, you guys get the bag. We love you, and always be a rich bitch. Always. Always. I want You're the so bag. You're so rich. Pay me.